Oh, but I'm up on up. My ass is groovy. Chopping it up. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned into this week's episode of Chopping It Up. I'm sitting here with Julian Ragland, uh, we are, uh, who has uh, just announced a label uh, here in Washington, D.C. to support some artists, uh, both here and beyond. Spread the good word. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah. Hey, Julian. Um, I'm produced under the alias Julius Jetson. I've been making music for about four or five years now. Um, and yeah, I literally, um, just launched a label called Ghetto Ghetto, um, based out of DC. It's going to be, um, a G house label, but also some hip hop. Um, what we're doing is we're working with uh, original artists and original vocalists to create and push the G house sound throughout the entire country and hopefully the world. Right on. So what is, for, for those who are listening who don't know what G house is, what is, what is G house? G house is a combination of, um, hip-hop vocal samples and elements mixed in with house music. It has some of the darker undertones, but um, everything is very derived from kind of street culture. Um, it's still a pretty niche genre. There's a, uh, only a handful of people making it, but the crossover appeal is there because you can mash up like full rap acapellas over house music, and it will go over well on any crowd. Right. Um, what we're trying to accomplish with this um, label is to take all the people who are, you know, killing the game on SoundCloud, doing free downloads that are pushing 100,000, 200,000 plays and saying like, hey, like, this is really dope. Why don't we like put this on a label, distribute it and then like get you paid from it. Right. And kind of just like it's kind of a departure from the old way of SoundCloud where you could just do like free downloads for bootlegs and gain like a couple thousand followers here and there. Right. But the game has changed. SoundCloud is no longer what it once was. Ain't that the truth. Yeah. So um, to adapt, I feel like everything is moving towards a label and distribution and it all matters on what label you're on and not how many plays you have. Right. Right. So the goal of this label is to take all all those producers making G house and a lot of them are my friends and giving them a platform to distribute their music out and monetize it and to become part of a family right? that we all support each other and help push the movement forward. Which is important because it's a cold, hard world out it there. It is very cold, full of nose. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Out there. It sure is. So it's good to have a squad. It's good yeah. to have a collective to, you know, draw energy and, and yeah. positivity from and support and and you know accountability and sometimes you need to hear that your tracks sucks yeah, man. It's yeah, like, yeah you can't release this man i'm sorry you can't do it but you know when you have somebody there who can say hey but if you if you could do these other things and we can get there and, and that's what makes a difference because exactly. you're not going to hit every single one out of the park yeah. no one can no one can that would be re really weird uh you know if that happened so having a supportive environment is, yeah uh, is really important. You know, it's interesting. We were talking about, um, we were talking, I mentioned this on a previous podcast uh, with Bo Young Prince, but, you know, apparently the, the the industry people now are checking Shazam to see how many times your music is being Shazam. That's crazy. Well, and it makes sense because if you're at some place, you know, out someplace and you're like, yo, what is this track? I want to hear what it is. Like, that's a true measure of whether or not people like your shit, right? Yeah. Like, you can totally fuck with the numbers on SoundCloud oh, hell yeah. or how many likes you have or whatever. It's like, you know, it's not real, but like Shazam is super real. Cause like yeah. people are just holding their phones in there trying to figure out whose song this is. Yeah. 
And so uh, that's what they're checking now. So, so if you're listening, you know, check and see if you're on Shazam. Uh, and if you're not, then I think you have to have it on Spotify maybe to be able to get on Shazam. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure, but I think I think it's it's through Spotify or maybe Apple. I'm not sure. One I know the... Shazam pulls from something. I'm not. I'm. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But but interesting because yeah, you know that's it's super interesting. It's, yeah, exactly. I was like, that's fascinating information. I mean, you know? it's a good idea. It is, and you know, I was working uh, or talking with this guy uh, Ken Avis. He works out of the uh, radio station in Arlington. Super cool guy. He's been in the industry for a long time, and he's got this like jazz trio. They make really good money off of Spotify every month. Like, who knew? And yeah. uh, they got a bunch of good deals, and good good things came out of it. And a lot of it had to do with their their uh, Shazam numbers because people, you know, be at the farmers market or wherever. What is like? This? What is this? Yeah. You know. So uh, I like the idea of you know. Plus, you know, if you're on a label, like you know, dumb luck is a thing, and algorithms are a thing. Um. You know, going viral is a thing, right? Yeah. But, like, quality is something else that, like, needs to be determined by yeah. professionals. So being on a label is, like, a nod that, like, you didn't, you know... You're not just some middle-of-the-mall guy. Right, and, like, yeah. or handy with YouTube. Like, you're yeah. actually talented and, you know... Got you something have, going on. Have something going on, yeah, for sure. Right on. So what is, uh, what is, what is being... What does becoming a label entail? Like, do you have to get a special license for that? Yeah, so pretty much... Um, you have to apply for distribution, which is the biggest thing, and you got to learn how royalties uh, get paid out. Um, I had um, the pleasure of working at Yoshitoshi, which is Sharam and Dubfire's um, label, right? Uh, in 2015 to 2016, yeah, um, for about seven months, and I got to learn about how like a label worked and what went into it, how to plan parties in different places in the world, like help plan parties in Ibiza and right, um, Playa del Carmen. And just different places where Sharam would play. Right. So that kind of opened my eyes to that. And it also opened my eyes to distribution and what we have to do and what goes into like promoing a track well. But the main, the hardest thing is um, getting approval for the distribution. Like anybody can get on like Spotify, iTunes, or whatnot. Right. But the really big uh, piece for like dance music is getting on Beatport. And Beatport has an application process. Right. So what that entailed, I had to go to my distributor, apply to get on the distribution by writing like an essay and like, you know, a, a plan, what the label is going to be like, you know, who right. are the potential people. And then once they approve it, and then you set up your label, you have to set up like three or four draft releases, and then you apply um, for a final de uh, decision to see if not you're ready to be pushed to the stores. Mm -hmm. So once you go through that approval process, they're like, cool, they send you an email, like, good, like, this is good. Um, we're going to send it off, and they apply for you to, like, track source, like, Beatport, right. Apple, Spotify. And usually, like, everything but Beatport goes through in about, like, six hours <laughs> um beatport takes a couple days maybe even a, like a week were you on pins and needles i yeah i so if i didn't get like beatport distribution i was gonna go back to the drawing board right because one of the one of the main leveraging points i have with the label for getting like up-and-coming talent and established talent is that you get on Beatport, and being on Beatport means you're a legitimate dance music artist, gotcha. which is like super important in the eyes and perception of the people. Um, and it shows you're just not a free download guy; like you have paid right. content. It it, right. it expands your artistry. 
to have a vibrant Beatport page. Now, is Beatport only for electronic music? I mean, there's hip hop, there's, you know, other stuff there, dubstep. It's just dance music. Mostly dance music, yeah. though, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, because I've definitely downloaded a grip of hip hop albums off of Beatport. Yeah, but like, you know, if for me as like a DJ, like I go there to find house music. Right. Or house music, techno, tech house. And in like 2010, big room. But, <laughs> yeah. um, oh, oh, the good old house. days. <laughs> oh, man. But pretty much what you're doing, um, is you'll find, you know, you're staying in run of a mill, what they're playing in Ibiza, Miami, like that type of stuff. Right. But the appeal of being on Beatport is a very big leverage point. And it's very important as an artist that you have a Beatport catalog. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was one. Of, that was the nerve wracking thing. I went through it, got approved. I was like, "Yes, awesome!" And then I slowly started hitting up my friends and being like, "Hey, we got this like going on. Do you want to be a part of this family?" And I've gotten a lot of yeses, a lot more yeses than I thought I'd actually get. Right? Because I'm just, you know, the music industry is just like a world full of no's. Yeah. And you know, for every yes you get, you get like 15 no's. For sure. And um, it's been good the support and um. Yeah, just, like, people getting excited about it. Um, you know, got really dope releases from Ryan Collins. Um, hopefully London Bridge comes through on his. He's a uh, co-founder of Space Yacht. Um, talking to a scene from Hotel Garuda, getting something on it. Um, dude, we're releasing a track, uh, a single with uh, original vocals by Born Eye Music with nice. Kids One Techno on July 1st. Nice. That's going to have a full remix package. Big fan of Born. Um, this guy, Ronzel, he just had a Mix Mac premiere and he just, um, he's going to do the August release. So he just sent me a demo actually on my birthday nice. yesterday. Wait, your birthday he, was yesterday? Yeah. Oh shit, happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah, but he, he literally just came through. I've known him for like, like when we both had like a thousand followers like right. i i think here i forget like one of us reached out to each other and was like hey you're dope and he's like yeah i like your stuff too we made a track and did pretty well that's so cute and then i still <laughs> I haven't it. met him but like i've known him like on the internet for yeah, three or four yeah. years but he hit me up at like 12 30 he was like hey bro just landed from amsterdam i worked on this song during the flight oh hey also got you a hundred thousand k worth of repos and i was like dog i love you right now right. and the track was dope and i was like dude i love you yeah <laughs> So I'm excited for his release. We're trying, uh, we're gonna try and get a package on that too. Um, yeah, but like you know, down the road, definitely want to do like uh, residencies in different cities. I think DC and LA are the goals for right now. Yeah, and but definitely want to do something in like Miami next year, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's really awesome that you know anytime anytime stuff like this happens in DC, it's a win for DC. Um, cause you know, just your label only, even if it's not necessarily DC artists that are on it or primarily, it doesn't really matter. It's still, it still sets the tone. It lets yeah. people know like, wait, this is a thing that's yeah. possible. And like, um, you know, a lot of times people talk about what DC isn't and like, I'm just kind of done with that. I'd much rather talk about what, what DC, DC is. is and like all the things that it's lacking, like do something about it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Just do something about it then. Like, don't bitch. Like, Russell Simmons wasn't complaining that there wasn't a Def Jam. He just got high as shit yeah. on Angel Dust and, and he made he Def made Jam. Happen. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing in the beginning either. I yeah. mean, like, they, he'll, t you know, in his biography, he talks about how he's 
high as shit on Angel Dust the whole time, like literally. And if you look at the old pictures, Russell Simmons looks older in the eighties than he does yeah. now. It's like, son, what were you doing to yourself? But you know, look look what all they created, look at the platforms, yeah. look at everything they did for yeah. artistry, for hip hop, for you know what I mean? For the message for a lot of things. And it was because he just created something that didn't exist. So exactly. I, I definitely have mad respect for you for you. for doing that. And I'm sure plenty of people have encouraged you and i'm sure plenty of people have uh, tried to dissuade you as well yeah um you know dc can be a little funny like that sometimes i mean if you if you don't have haters you're not doing it right <laughs> well you know but sometimes it's not even haters sometimes it's like genuinely friends of yours but like i don't know like people operate on different levels of fear yeah and like what they're willing to try and not try and like sometimes people mean the best of it but they just will you know kind of dissuade exactly. you from things and it's not to be a hater it's just like they're like holy shit that's terrifying and you're like look bro it's not really terrifying for me yeah so like you know if yeah. you could not plant those seeds yeah. uh, of doubt in my fertilized garden that would be really awesome you know but honestly yeah but it's like you know i'm trying to live my life like i don't want to look back when i'm 45 you know maybe with a house and like two kids and be like well i could have done this right or and i never did so you know i'm in my 20s like i i can afford to be doing this i can totally. afford to like not you know, go straight into, like, having a 9-to-5 and, like, you For know, sure. kind of be free. And DC is nice like that where it's very, you know, if you know how to do it, you can live right and comfortably mm-hmm. and not have, like, a steady income and be good. Yeah. Yeah, there's sacrifices that yeah, come along obviously. with that for sure. But there, it's definitely, it's a land of milk and honey. You have to, like, matrix yeah. dodge the money in this town. Exactly. Um, but you, you want to make sure you have, you know, integrity and you want to be cool yeah. with what you're doing. Um, but there's definitely money in this town. So yeah. like you said, if you know what you're doing, you can you can and, make it work. And I feel like I, I actually started in the music industry. I'm I'm twenty six and I started when I was nineteen with the Nouveau Riche crew. And like mm. definitely like working with them with um Steve Gavin and uh Andrew um showed me I, I I'm a history bus, so I love like learning about the old past and like right. being like, All right, this is what works, this is what doesn't work. Like I am like I got dinner with will you spent one time i think like a year and a half ago and i was just like can i just like pick your brain from like for like 15 years of knowledge and right. he just explained to me like the 2000s and i was just like oh that's <laughs> they were good but time. definitely like knowing your place and knowing like how you can make an impact without stepping on people's foot by right. studying the past for sure is i i feel like a very crucial um piece of the puzzle that you're trying to build or, or whatnot and it helps tremendously when um, you're trying to figure out what you want to do, what you can do, and what you'll be best at. Right. Because you can look back and you can be like, well, this worked for this person, this worked for this person. Let's, like, combine the, these two and come up with something like a new concept. Exactly. Because, you know, I think, like, uh, you know, imitation is the, uh, the the best form of flattery or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's also the best form of survival. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's good to, you know, I mean, that's, that's how, you know, I got my start in One Love is going to a events and doing things and yeah. just being like I think I could do better or I think I could like hit the mark differently yeah you know and this is what I think is missing and let me try to create that myself yeah. but knowing like the history of things and it's, especially now in this climate that we live in you know you, yeah you can't like whitewash anyone's history yeah. or like you know cultural appropriation is such a hot topic and but stepping on people's especially in the music industry like stepping on people's toes is like you know it goes a long way. Like people will go out of their way to come after you, like whether it's your bookings, your employees, or whatnot. 
So you got to be very careful about what you do and for try sure. not to offend people. Because once you start like burning bridges for no reasons, like you're doomed. Right. Um, and you know that's why I, I try and keep it cool with everyone. Right. I don't think I've burned a bridge in DC in the music scene. Well, I can't say it. the same. That's for I, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep it kosher. Burn it I, to the I, ground. I keep it pretty kosher and pretty cool with everyone. I'm yeah. Like, I, I wish everyone success. Obviously, there's always like um. You know, people competing against us and whatnot. But you know what? Like, keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Closer, right. Well, you know, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I feel like there's, you know, you guys have just really set the tone with everything with new androids and all the events that you've done. Yeah. I mean, you've really stepped up and hit that out of the park and, you know, consistently. Yeah. And, you know, people, I'm not sure people fully understand like, how hard it is. Like, not every event is a winner. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's... There are L's to be taken. Shit, I mean, everybody yeah. takes L's, but, you know. But, yeah, I mean, there's definitely yeah. some bigger L's and smaller L's. And, then, yeah. you know, the Knights that hit it out of the park yeah. usually just chip away at all the L's, you know yeah, what I mean? So exactly. It's never as easy Isn't as... Isn't life? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, uh, I talk to artists about that all the time. I'm like, like, you know, playing people work their whole lives and they don't have rooms full of people applauding for them and liking their pages and giving yeah. them this, like, constant reassurance. Definitely. You know? Yeah, there's nothing like just being supported in your community right like when um i was kind of in a rut like um back in december i like left my job in september and um i was kind of unsure what i wanted to do and i thought like the julius jetson brand was like dying down because i hadn't released a track and I don't know, six months because I was working like a nine to five and like I didn't really, yeah, I mean, I made my money and, you know, got out, but, you know, did the U-Haul show and then I was like, you know, judging on this, like, this is how strong my brand is or, you know, how this goes. And we did like 450 people. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like blown away. Like I was looking into a crowd and I was like, I, I don't think there's any feeling to describe just like random people just loving what you do and supporting you for sure and when you're like surrounded by all your friends it's just like an amazing feeling and like a lot of people do not get to experience that a lot of people don't and you know it made you know those six months or seven months like you know of really just working working to that point like all worth it for sure um and definitely want to carry that into um the label launch which is this uh saturday during the day right on at flash yeah, so um, not this, this, is it? This coming Saturday. Oh, like in a, oh, some, no, 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 yeah. no, no. So for everybody listening, mm-hmm. it's Monday when this Monday. comes out. So it'll be this next weekend, yeah. the, the very next Saturday. And what time is it? It's 4, 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. 4 to 7 p.m. at Flash in the main room with yeah. the incredible sound system. Yeah, so Alex Noise is opening up. Uh, I think I'm going to do a three-hour set, and then my friends are going to come through and do a back-to-back. Nice. Yeah, it should be pretty special. I'm bringing out all the, the goodies, all the upcoming releases, all the unreleased stuff. Um, nice. From a bunch of me and my friends. Burn. Um, Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I've been making the set for probably two weeks now, making edits, making, you know, random hip-hop edits that I just, like, throw in just to, like, switch it up. Right. To really encompass, like, the G-House brand. Nice. I'll um, definitely come check that yeah, out Yeah, definitely sure. come through. Is there a cover charge for that event? There is. Tickets are on sale right now. Hayden James from Future Classic is playing the roof. Nice. But we're doing $15. Word. Um, but 
the party is going to be like immaculate already. Hey, like $15 is worth every penny when yeah, you're supporting got, a local brand. I got some brand. sick visuals planned. We're going to project in the main room. We're oh, gonna, shit. Yeah, I, I got these. Um, Wait, where do you project onto? We're going to do it like boiler. I don't know if you've ever watched Boiler Room, like uh, South by Southwest in Austin, like uh, four years ago when Lennis played there. Mm. Um, he they projected on a huge wall, not on a screen. It was kind of uh, skewed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want that vibe. Yeah, I'm with that. So, I so never like, use screens like yeah, on principle. Yeah, I, I, I like I. I mean, I AI we use screens, but like for this for this um concept or whatever, I'm taking. I took a bunch of music videos from the 2000s that I grew up on. You know, a bunch of like little Scrappy, Lil John, um. Yang Yang Twins, uh, I'm David just imagining Banner. like a young Julian like dancing around his oh living room. Oh my god! Like literally, like after school, like every day <laughs> in elementary school, um, Yahoo music videos. It used to be a thing. Right. I don't know if it's still a thing now, but on Yahoo they had if this. I think this was before YouTube. Um, they had like a top ten music videos, and you could watch any music video you wanted. Right. And for like two, three hours, I'd come home and I'd listen to G Unit. I'd listen to like <laughs> like Crunk from Atlanta. Um, you know, I listen to Boys in the Hood. Like I went through an NWA phase, but just like real like <laughs> Southern hip hop, ludicrous. I right. love. Oh my god, what's your fantasy like? Right. Uh, but I literally every single day I would come home and just you know watch that, listen to that. I made like I think like a hundred. Uh, different custom Yahoo music radio stations for YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I was very, I was a Lenophile, like, when I was a kid. Like, I loved everything that was coming out of that city. And where you grew up around here, right? Yeah, I grew, up in Mon- I, I grew up in Montgomery County. Montgomery County and then I, um, when I was 12, I moved to uh, outside of Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, okay. For six years. And then I came back to go to Maryland. Oh, wow, okay. College Park. And then I moved here. And then now you're in D.C. proper. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. But yeah. So yeah, but anyway, tying that all back in, all the music videos that I found on like Yahoo Music there, I ripped it off, ripped right. off YouTube, put like the logo over it, the Ghetto Ghetto logo nice. over it. And it's just like the sound is all taken off. So you're just going to have like rowdy music videos in the background. That's awesome. While you're listening to G House. So it's like creating an experience. Well, that's awesome because I met, like, I mean, you know, I graduated high school in 93, so it was like the golden era of hip hop, uh, yeah. you know, senior year, Rock, class, oh yeah, it's oh, like, it goes on and on, like, I yeah. I uh, recently Googled, like, the top 25, like, hip hop albums in 93, and it's just like, yeah, it's insane, it's insane, Classics. it's insane, like, and, um, but I definitely, me and Marcus Dowling have talked about it, and I know he's a huge fan. Like, you know, the 2000s era, like, it's, ludicrous. It's, it's literally flawless. It's fun, man. It's super fucking fun, you like, know? Like, it's, it's, like, I'm, I, I love rap music. I've, you know, listened from, like, everything from C.L. Smooth to, like, Moral Technique to Talib Quality to, like, you know, the, the entire crunk genre to G-Unit to Falling the Beast, even today in Atlanta. Ringtone rap. Like, like ringtone rap, like 2004 to 2007, maybe eight. Right. Beautiful time. So then the internet was just coming up. Like, Soldier Boy was the first person to fully utilize the internet and everything that came after that, where it was like this YouTube explosion. Like, Crank That was like, I I, I was actually talking with my friend who, um, his, uh, Producer name is DJ DJ Khaled, <laughs> and he uh, he's sick. He makes edits. Uh, Benzie uses all of his edits. <laughs> Can he, he just, get away with that? I don't. Know. He's just like some guy from. Uh, he used to live here. I think he went to GW. 
But me and him, like, we'll text about, like, like literally, we'll just, like, text about hip-hop. And we both came to the conclusion that Soldier Boy Crank That was the first viral music video ever. Like, before that. Ever. Ever. And that was, like, 11 years ago. And, you know, people, like, loved Dog on Soldier Boy, but, like, ringtone rap was so real because, that you know, back then, like, you could make, like, $4 million. Maybe you make, like, seven fifty off your record, but then you make, like, three point five off of your ringtone game. So nuts. It's so cr- you know, you can't do that because an iPhone's like it's impossible. You know, it's possible, but you just don't do that anymore. Uh, and you know, if you if you remember, they used to have it on TV. Like you'd be like, I think Jamster, I think what it was. Oh my god. They yeah. were like you'd be like ten ninety nine a month, you get any ringtone you want. And that was like a real thing. So we call it ringtone rap. Um and that's yeah, Soldier Boy, Little John, like old Pitbull, right? Like when when Pitbull was spitting bars, like when he was fresh out of Miami, and Little John said, "Come here, let me get you on BME." Right. Um, yeah, uh, I think that is honestly one of the most fun and really invigorative periods because it was just like, you know, it 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 was a weird time. It was like kind of um, there was a change in hip hop, like you know. It was more not. It was more kind of going away from conscious rap, mm-hmm. and pimping culture was kind of dying. Right. Um. And then you had this like gap of like what's next, and I think like uh, when UGK released um, International Players Anthem, like that was the death of pimp like pimp rapping. Right. And, like a lot of you know after that it wasn't really cool anymore. Right. And so that was the next wave. Luckily. And that like that wave is like what motivates me to keep bringing that back. Yeah. Like I'm always looking for excuses to like throw soldier boy acapellas in <laughs> like, other, like some of these edits. I was just like, yo, I just want to play knuck if you buck, like honestly, right. for no reason, just <laughs> let me make a house edit of this, just throw it in and just do it. Well, you know what I mean? It makes a lot of sense. I mean, house and hip hop, I mean, they, they came from the same disco yeah. beat many, many years ago. Many, many I mean, years. you listen to the really, really, really early hip hop, and I mean, it's house music. Yeah. You know? Uh, the, uh, the, I can't think of any band names at this moment, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Busy B and the, yeah. you know, the, the two, was it the Force Crew or, um, I can't think of their name, but yeah, I mean that early stuff was like yeah, heavy, heavy house, and, and a lot. And I feel like um, another really real reason that I also another agenda I wanted to push with this label is kind of like returning house music to the streets, because if we like look at the history of house music in like Chicago and Detroit, you know, it was the music of like you know people who are underprivileged, like you know, in section they would go to the raves like in their local like warehouses or whatnot. It was, you know, an average American genre. Right. And what, you know, we kind of lost that with this recent boom. Um, and, you know, like some, some average Americans, oh, house music isn't like, you know, cool like that. And it's like, well, you know, we all listen to this, like, we all listen to Frankie Knuckles and like Kenny Dope like 20 years ago. Can we return to that in a different way? Right. With like a more modern take on what we're listening to as a community and then putting that into what we were listening to 20 years ago. For sure. And coming up with something brand new. So it's kind of like sampling each decade and pulling it all together and then pushing it out in a new decade. I like it, man. I think we need, you know, to pay some more homage to some of the earlier stuff, you know. Um, I mean, I think it's difficult as any artist. You know, you look at like... um, 
little Yachty and these people, you know, we talk about it, you know, with the, the younger interns a lot, you know, my perspective versus yeah. like, you know, the 20 year gap, you know what I mean? And I, I mean, I get it. I, 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 I get the appeal of yeah. I, I love little Yachty. I think one night the music video for that, whoever shot that is a freaking genius. Well, and that's what <laughs> I think. I think he's really pushing the envelope in a lot of like creative ways yeah. and he's like making different things cool. And so I definitely respect that. But I, I feel like um, it, it's just cool to get back to some more of the quality. Like yeah. if we could meet in the middle of like pushing the envelope and being super creative and like making everybody yeah. super fucking uncomfortable. Like I'm yeah. all for that. But I just like, you know what I mean? But I like, America's changed. Like you got to, I mean, you know, there can only be so many Kendricks that America will support. Right, right. Like, you know, you look at you look at the freshman, you know, the freshman, XXL freshman right. class. You know, you got like Kodak Black, and you got like you know Lil Yachty, Twenty One Savage, Lil Dicky, and I mean like those people are playing off of what today's standards is, and people are obsessed with brands. Right. It's almost like seventy percent branding, thirty percent music at this point. For, yeah, for sure. That's what it seems like. From yeah, no, absolutely. So I like the idea of there just being like a little bit more of the meeting of the minds. Yeah, you know and I, mean? I think every in the music industry, everyone would like that. I would like love it if like we could return to like, you know, quality and good branding. But, you know, in this day and age with this generation, it's a lot. And this goes promoting too. it's really hard to um, have one or the other. Like you either have one or you don't have the other. Right. Like I know some people who are probably terrible producers, but are touring because their branding, their branding is so on point. Right. And then I know people who are sick producers who don't get the recognition they deserve because their branding isn't on point. Or that doesn't exist. It doesn't exist, but it's like, damn, this person's, like, flawless. Like, how is this not person not famous? Going back, I think, like, like there, I can name, like, a couple people in D.C. who, like, deserve more attention. And it's just, like, I always tell them, I'm like, get yeah, your branding right. Let's like, shout them out. Let's shout them out. Uh, this kid, Noice. Noice. Nice. Noice. Noice. I think I'm saying is right now. He makes French house and the attention to detail that he has is, you know, astounding. And he's in the DMV. Yeah, he's a Maryland graduate. Nice. I think he graduated a year ago. Nice. Just released a track yesterday. Um, well, played, I, uh, yeah, I think I saw, no, I didn't go to him, but I saw him in Miami. He played in Miami this year. He's 22, 23. Right. Um, so good. Uh, he did a track for Eau Claire. Uh, oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, that was his first track. Um. Indigenous, um, the two Tibetan brothers out in Gienna. Holy hell, those guys are great. They just did a uh, uh, official M Machine remake that remix that dropped last Monday or last Friday, and then they are on the Adventure Club uh, remix EP, the nice. album remix, um, that came out this Monday or four days ago, three days ago, um, and Kids Want Techno that will. They're they're gonna be doing big things, but yeah, in Eau Claire, they're, they're local. They're local. Kids Want Techno is out in uh, Northern Virginia. Eau Claire is out in Northern Virginia. For sure. Um, yeah, those people are the ones like making waves right now, like uh, in the producer world and some like yeah. Talented Eau Claire's people. definitely killing it, man. Oh, she's, she's oh, she's so amazing. She just like killed her LA showcase. I think she did like two hundred paid or something like that. I was just like so happy for her. Yeah, it's awesome. That's like crazy. It's like damn, your like brand is resonating outside of your city, which is. Kind of the hardest step to take. For sure. Yeah. 
For sure. Well, you know, I think in D.C. we tend to, like, take shit for granted, you know? Like, even the fact that, like, people travel from all over the world or from all over the country here to, like, change legislation and yeah. go talk to their senator and, like, we're, like, literally standing mm-hmm. next to them at the cozy and, like, don't even realize who it is, you yeah, know? Like, like oh, who is this? Yeah, like, who is this lame guy in a suit, you know what I mean? Yeah. While he's the guy who could, like, maybe make your whole community better. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. And so I think that in D.C., like... Because it's such an international and diverse and, like, intelligent city that, like, people get a little spoiled, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you've got, like, so many great clubs and people like Echo Stage yeah. who are just delivering... Con- I mean, Flash it's, and Echo everyone Stage. Everyone is like, delivering constantly. It's part of the... Well, that, it's also part of the problem, too. I feel like for, like, boutique promoters. Right. And, like... Because, like, in D.C., for people that don't know, you can go out Wednesday through Sunday and see a top-quality world-touring DJ act. Beast. And you With can anywhere do, from one to five thousand of your closest friends. Yeah, no like literally like. at a number of locations. Right. And as like, you know, a person who works on both sides of the spectrum as an artist and as a um, you know, promoter, it's definitely hard because people don't realize that like all the cool stuff that like everyone is bringing doesn't exist in any other city besides like maybe New York, LA, San exactly. Fran. Exactly. And, like, you know, if you were to go to, like, Richmond or, like, Wilmington or, like, Oklahoma City, you know, you're maybe getting to see one of these DJs every, like, three months or something like that. Right, you're, like, saving up for it. It's, like, a big thing. It's, like, a big thing. And we just have so many marquee names that people are just like, oh, you know. It takes something special. D.C. is a very weird city. Finicky-ass. Yes. it's, It's, I love it, but it's also very unpredictable. For sure. Because, like, you know, you can, on paper, stuff will look good and, like, you know, it'll just flop. And then on paper, something might not look good and it'll do really it'll well. Crush. Yeah. And it's no science behind it. It's just intuition. Yeah. And when you could do, like, a, the same event three times and get three completely different results. It's like, crazy. It's the, the same event, same night, same, you know what I mean? It's just like. Yeah. Get three completely different results, man. It's exactly, and especially when artists go between uh, promoters too, you get right. completely different results. I will say, like, whenever we booked like Matoma, like we always just like sell eight hundred tickets. Right, it's crazy. I actually like um took all the emails that uh people bought from Matoma and cross referenced it with um people, everyone else that goes to our shows. We have like a master list. There was probably like. 40 or 50 people crossed over. Wow. So it's like, yo, there's like whole other communities out there that like Not you don't even touch. like know that like are outside, outside, outside your network. Right. So it's kind of crazy that that exists in the city. Yeah. And it's learning how to tap into those networks. You have to be really um, concise with it, you know. Yeah. That's why I applaud, you know, you and all the work you've done, you know, as Julius Jetson and your releases are always like, I mean, the music is is good, you know, with, with for sure. But definitely question. the PR but push. Just the way that you like put everything on, it's like it's, it's mad clean and tight, and like yeah. you know the you music backs it up too. But like it's like oh shit, you know, Julian's really stepping up to the plate here. And yeah, like, and it's it's you know when I set out to do this, I I was in a very I was blessed. I was really blessed when I was in college. I was in this group chat with um we, we called it TBH unit. And it was uh, me, Ahmad Royal, who's killing it. Blaze Rayleigh, who's killing it. Blaze, uh, yeah. Sajib, Jai Wolf was in it. Suika was in it. Asim and Chris of Hotel Gruda, Manila Killa. Saba, you're a local, was in it. Um, and AO Beats was in it. Um, 
you know, just hell of a talent, like pretty much all of the founders of Moving Capital. And just like being able to look at what they did in early in their releases and how they packaged that right. and pushed it out um, was very helpful. For sure. Because it was like you are like I was looking like this was even before I even like was launching my project and I was just making tons and tons of music. The edge I had is I was able to be like, okay, like, you know, Chris is doing this, this and this and this to get these results. So when I push my project out, like this is what I need to do exactly to just follow the steps. And yeah, that was that that definitely helped me get a leg up on the competition. And I think I'm trying to carry it over. Those guys are killing it right now. Like shout out to Sajib doing like a festival tour all summer. Right. Crazy. Um, And Ahmad just went on tour with Nash. Um. But yeah, learning from those guys was definitely like very important and so the and very influential in the way I package everything. For sure. Well, and I mean, you're gonna do the same, you know, for a lot of other artists that yeah. you know are near you or interns that might work with you or yeah. people. You know, I mean, you never know who you're influencing in a positive yeah. way. You know, like that conversation really impacted yeah. your path and how you do things, and I'm sure that'll also take place with the people that come around in your zone. That's why, yeah. you know, it's like. Uh, you know, it's like some friends of mine uh, pitched this show idea and shopped it to some networks and like Netflix is super interested and it looks like they picked it up, you know, and so it's fucking awesome. But it's like such a win for DC. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like even if I didn't know them at all, yeah. I would be super pumped. Just I'm just because super pumped of anybody doing anything. Anybody doing anything in DC, man. You know what I mean? Like I told like I told Cronin when he came in, like, uh, you know, Echo Stage scares the shit out of me because I'm 41 and like I go there and I'm like. But good for them. For, oh, God, it's yeah. so overwhelming. But like I love Echo Stage. Like it is cranking out like thousands of people every week that are going to like fill the bars, restaurants and clubs and like continue. Like yeah. I had all big room experiences. If I was 21, I would be at Echo Stage, yeah. you know, like. Straight up, I was yeah. in Nation and Capital Ballroom. Yeah, you know, it was, it was the echo stage of the time. We yeah. didn't have the cryo in the wall. Yeah, or, but I mean, it was and, the same giant. You know, and people love to hate on it like that, like it's so mainstream. But like, you go to Ibiza, Amnesia, and like, um, Privilege and Posh are the same way. Well, I mean, like, it's, it's the same. It's a five thousand person club, man. Yeah, like, it's you know. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I'm a huge like. Like I said, I I wouldn't. I don't really go there for shows yeah, myself, just because like I get super overwhelmed by yeah. them. I have like silent panic attacks on the inside, you know. But like back in the day, I'd have been there every day. And, yeah, like, I tell people all the time, man. Like Echo Stage is is what's going to like continue this economy because yeah. we got in this weird bubble for a long time after Nation and Five yeah. shut down, where it was like mojito bars and fucking marble bars and like all this fucking douchebag shit. But then, then U Haul opened and that changed everything. And then, exactly, and that started to change. We started getting dance Baltimore, floors back. You know, Baltimore used to be the hot spot, and exactly. then it kind of came back to DC after what Red? Club Red, Red, yeah, Red closed down. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean U Haul was definitely the first Red Fridays. Yeah, dude, oh, legendary. Man. Like it was the best place to dance and get hit on by like creepy dudes in leather jackets. Oh, it was my like. God. Yeah, they get they yeah. went hand in hand, but it was totally worth the it. The early days were so sick. I was so pre- I I actually interned them for them back in twenty twelve after Nouveau Riche. Oh, okay. And that was that was set. That's where I like discovered like techno and like how that's awesome and made my like transition into that. That's super. That's great. I mean, yeah, I got my influence from uh, State of the Union. You know, I yeah. I met a bunch of reggae bands. Yeah. Uh, st- st- uh, Soldiers of Ja Army. I met them yeah. there. 
And I started doing uh, reggae shows, yeah, you reggae know, from my time at uh, State of the Union. That's how it all started. Yo, just going back real quick to just being proud of VC, I wanted to bring up this Gold Link interview he did in the Washington Post. Yeah. And he said something that resonated with me that he said is that he cares about DC, so he doesn't care what other people in other cities think of him. He said, if I can sell out 17 shows in DC back to back to back to back and not sell a single ticket anywhere else, he would be happy. That's dope. I was like, yo, you're a real one. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all part of the process, right? It's like people like you creating these labels and creating this infrastructure so that when people leave DC, they say, yo, DC made me and DC will always be my heart. Yeah. And I will come back and I will contribute then into this greater purpose to make yeah. sure that there's more labels. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully other, other people will start labels too. Yeah. Hopefully not G house labels. Cause that'd be kind of fucked up. I'd be like, but hey, what are like, you doing, are you doing man? But like, you know, there's lots of other types of music and we could use labels for all of them. So I know a lot of, uh, the Indigo guys, the Blaza, um, Blazing Ahmad and Isaac have always talked about coming back and doing something like that when they're done with LA. Yeah. I fully believe that they'll do that. Cause Blaze loves DC. Yeah, and I mean, shout out to all of them. They're killing it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. For sure, Blaze, super nice guy. I met him years ago through doing the parties at Love Nightclub. Yeah, you know, back he's, in the he's day, he's just just talented and just perfectionist, and he's he a real one. Like he he still puts DC on. I I still get leaked some of his tracks that he doesn't put out. That he just puts on stowaway, and I'm like, damn. Like if he only knew, I knew like all the words. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm your number one fan. Like literally, like yo, I love you, Blaze. Like. Yo, you're so dope. Anyway, um, yeah, like anybody that does stuff for DC and like keeps it in the city, I feel like it's super important. It helps, man. Cause yeah. you know, you go to LA, everybody's talking about ASCAP and BMI and your publishing and your licensing here, and people don't even know what that is. And it's not their fault. It's just like there's not a, a lot of infrastructure. Vibe. It's not a lot of and I think that, you know, uh, it you know plays out with artists because they feel like you know, they get a deal, they leave, but you're not, you know, really knowledgeable. They don't necessarily have a bunch of peers yeah. to talk to about it. They maybe sign some bad deals and then they end up back here anyway. And it's like, you know, it's great just to establish more structure and, and learn more about it. Yeah. You know, so that when, you know, the artists here get picked up, they're getting better deals and, you know, being treated better. Yeah. Uh, and they're just more knowledgeable about what's going on because it's just, you know, it's the only untapped market in the whole country. It's exactly. not totally saturated, even though we are like, you know, I mean, the fact that crazy. Live Nation and AG like cannot like come up here, like in the district. Right. Right. It's huge. It's super huge. And then we're, and we have like international acts like every night of yeah. the fucking week in this town, whether like, it's 930 Club or Anthem, well, Echo Stage Anthem. or Anthem. Right. Well, it, it, and it's just like, you know, kind of look stepping back. You got to kind of thank Seth Horowitz. Right. Like, for being like, yeah, they're not coming in here. Because yeah. what he did, he created an ecosystem that boutique promoters like Glow, Steez, right. Badass, Us, right, can form and book these acts that would have gone to Live Nation or AUG. Totally. Because, you know, like, you know, like, you don't want to, like, the Fillmore is great and everything in Silver Spring, but it's like, you're playing in Maryland, you're not playing in D.C. It's not D.C. It's not the same thing. Even though I went and saw Skepta at the Fillmore and it was brilliant. It's a like, beautiful theater for sure. But I'd rather see like Skepta at like U-Haul or something like right. that or 930 Club or something like that. And I feel like just like having the vibe that he's built is just like beautiful. And um, yeah, you got to really thank him for really letting us all like exist and not getting crushed by AEG or Live Nation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely true, you know, and he's a... Uh, 
he's held it down. It's difficult too because you know I know they don't they don't book a ton of local acts, but like you said, they've made the room for people like you to exist. To yeah, book bigger acts that aren't necessarily local but have the platform. To yeah, even do I mean, that. Seth's been doing this for what like 20, 25 years. Right, he's making his money. He can't hate on that. Right. He yeah, exactly. On, he yeah. can't hate on making money. Like it's all great and everything. Like you know. Like when we started, when we started, we had our honeymoon phase, and you know we were booking like really cool and upcoming things. We're like being different or whatnot. But at the end of the day, as a business owner and like as someone, you know, right. you got you got to make your bottom line meet. Math is real. Yeah. So it's like you know once you get over that phase, then it's all about like you know being strategic about what you do. For sure. And yeah, that's that's kind of a really big hump and one of the hardest things to do is like you know how do you, how much do you sacrifice your like your direction it's so hard you know it's like uh any business you know even you look at like um the uh the uh food inc documentary right and they talk yeah. about how mcdonald's is the number one purchaser of produce so a lot of the way produce is grown is based on the standards to which mcdonald's will buy them because mcdonald's buys more tomatoes in an annual in the calendar year than anybody Anybody else else on because money talks yo and so like literally farming has changed to accommodate and it's just like you know, as a business owner, you have to recognize that, you know, Mason Dixie is a perfect example. Like the biscuit people. The biscuit people. I haven't been yet. Oh, it's so fucking good, dude. Yeah, Shout out to, to them. Thanks for making my ass even fatter. Mason Dis- Dixie biscuits. But like, holy shit, it is so good. Uh, but they, uh, you know, got this drive through now off yeah. right over by Echo Stage. And I mean, it's a small place. The refrigerator's only so big, and they're doing organic, like locally sourced chicken, and people are bugging out, like, "Well, you should have chicken all day, and why are you closed at two? And it's like, it's dude, the refrigerator's way. only so be, big, it man. It has to like, be instantaneous. Yeah, and they're like, we're not Wendy's, like we're not that person, and like yeah. it's locally sourced, like we've killed all the chickens. There's DC no City more. Smokehouse like, does the same thing too. They serve until they like are out, and it is what it is. And I think that's awesome. I think it's brilliant too, uh, because as any business, as you grow. It's like, you know, they're at that, it's a perfect example of that crossroads. Okay, well, do we appease the masses and maybe not get locally sourced, like, organic chicken? Or have more just of get it regular available. ass chicken and then feed more people? Or do we stay to our mission statement? Exactly. And, and, that, and, and that's, yeah, that's and, a perfect example. And, it, and it's not always easy because now they've got bigger rents and they've got, you know, like, business is business. And, like, things have to change. Yeah. According to, you know, you get bigger, you have bigger needs, they're you need a bigger refrigerator, you need a bigger... definitely acts I look at and I'm like... I know we have to do this, but I wish we could book this other person, even though that won't do as well. And, it, and you're right. It's just, it's all finding the medium, finding right your line. Math is real. That's yeah. like the quote of the week. Math is real. Yeah. You know, you know, math is real. Like, math is real. Numbers math, are real. Math is super real. Like, counting is, counting can be your friend, but it also can it be your can kill thing. you. Yeah. And it's like, no matter how dope of an artist you are, like if you can't bring like whatever the cover charge is, you know, divide your pay by the cover charge. If yeah. that many people don't show up, then you're not worth it, man. And don't take it personally, but like, we can't take L's just to like yeah, put you on a stage. Exactly. It's not how it works, man. And, and like, like, you know, so I, I actually just had to like have that conversation with two of my favorite producers. Right. And I was like, yeah, oh, dude, I mean, we did your last tour. Like, it was like, I love the music. Everyone loved the music, but you know, we took like, you know, pretty much an L. Right. Like big L. I can't do the same fees. Even though I know you're worth it. Right. Like, that's not the issue. It's not that you're dope enough. It's just like. Math is real. Like, (laughs) yeah, as a business, you just, you can't just like play to take an L. No. No. And if you're going to take an L, you got to be very selective about what your L's can 
and how to leverage your L's to get W's. Ain't that the truth? You know, we we uh, we know those fields. That's why you know we've really backed off because you know One Love Massive is primarily a booking agency. We did a hundred thousand consistently the last three years in local bookings. Uh, and that's our primary source of revenue. That's really what we do. But a lot of people look at us as promoters, and we're not. Like we're not promoters at all. You know it's what I mean? Um, and it's it's a difficult road to 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 hoe, man. You know what I mean? And so we've really just pulled back from doing events because, you know, at the end of the day, like I like to curate community and free events. But like all my friends and all my peers are doing such a good job. You know what I mean? Like. Five years ago, I did, like, how deep house events, like, in the cut, it, me and you. I mean, I was doing those, but, like, now, now that all Everyone's these, doing And, it. I mean, I would never want to, like, ever present any sort of, comp, any, like, division, right, in the movement. Yeah. And, like, it's just not needed. At the end of the day, it's just not needed. There's so many outlets for Six deep years house ago, now. right. Six years ago, yes. You totally had to create shit in people's yeah. restaurants and, like, do weird shit. But, like, you don't have to do that anymore. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. Yeah. There's some restaurants with great rooms in them. I'm not, I'm the, yeah. it wasn't like low key but shade or anything. You but. don't have to go out of your way to create the entire environment today in 2017 that you did have to do in maybe like 2008 09. Straight up, man. Like, like straight up. So like, it's a different, it's a different vibe now. You know, we, it's hard to survive out there, man. It's really, it's really hard. And it's definitely harder if you don't know as a promoter, you have to operate, operate on a like whole different mentality. And it, it kind of, you know, you got to charge more money. Like, it sucks, but, like, you know, you got to fix your bottom line, like we were saying. Yeah. And numbers numbers don't lie. Well, yeah. And, you know, the biggest killer of the uh, bottom line is that guest list. Jesus. Oh, my God. I saw your thing yesterday when you're like, you look at your phone thinking it's oh, like Zach. a happy birthday message, but it's actually someone asking <laughs> for guest list. That literally happened to me yesterday, like, five times. Because, <sighs> so, like, we had a show yesterday, and I was just like... God damn it. Zach. It's so hard. Well, you know, and <laughs> I, I was talking to uh to Ken, you know, uh he did a party with OG Council last night. Shout out to those guys. They're super dope. And uh you know, I was talking to him about guest lists and it's like, you know, I think a lot of people, you know, if you're listening and you're not in the industry, being on the guest list does not mean that you're cool. Being on yeah. the guest list means that you are expecting your friend to take a hit in order for you to walk through the door. Like, it's not a nod to how good of a friend you are. It's yeah. not a nod to how cool you are. Like, you want to be on a list? I'll put you on a VIP list, and I'll buy you a shot, or I'll give you a free <laughs> whatever, you know, yeah. shot from the promo, whatever. So, so but, what, like, pay to get in, bro, because you're yeah, asking me to support. work, literally, like, take, you know, hit take a hit for so you to come through the my, door. My, my philosophy on the guest list thing is just, like, you know, obviously, if you're in the industry, I don't really care. Like, if you're in the music industry... It's a professional courtesy. Right. Take care of you. Right. But, like, you know, say there are, like, extra, like, DJs in the city that want to come. Like, I'll be like, hey, it's cool, but I want you to make a post about it. Right. And, like, I want you Contribute to do Contribute something. And if it's, like, one of my friends or whatever that isn't in the industry, I'm like, cool, but, like, I want to see you buy three shots at the bar. Right. Right. And like, you have to contribute Like, to you this. have to contribute. And, like, um, what's it called? We've gotten it to a good thing where, like, you know... We're not really giving freebies away. Right. Because that's just money out the door. Dude, people don't understand if all, if everybody on the guest list paid, we wouldn't take so many L's. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jesus. especially when it's five or ten bucks. I'm like, come on, yeah. bro. You'd buy me a shot. That's actually of it. why like, I did a when on. I did the U-Haul play. I was like, let's just do five dollars all night, dude. And then you're like, bro, you really want a five dollar? You know guest how big my guest list was? Right, zero, zero. Right, you're like, dude, it's five dollars. It's five bucks. Shame people into paying for this shit. Like, yeah, I think the only people <laughs> I had on the guest list was Camel Fat. Right, and because they were like playing later, and like I don't think like U-Haul knew them or knew who right, they are. Right, right. So like, yeah. And, um, well, yeah, like literally, like I, I love that community aspect of keeping it cheap and just running up your 100%. bar, you know, that's what that's, that's the kind of stuff we're really focusing on is like daytime community events yeah, that's for sick. the younger audience. Cause you know, yeah. you know, the, the interns have been really shedding a lot of light and they're like, man, this is an older person's town. And I never really thought about it, but they're right, man. It's expensive as fuck to go anywhere. Like there's no outdoor places where like, if you're 20, what are you doing? Remember Fort Reno? Right, like, yeah, exactly. Does that still happen? Uh, I think so, but I think they shut it down for the summer or something. I, I might be missing But, yeah, well, and, like, one of them was like, yeah, we're not doing anything this whole summer. For, yeah. I think you That's what Fort I used Reno to get to in high school. But, like, you know, it's just there's very little for kids to do, you know, or even if you're 21 or 23, but, like, dude, it's expensive fuck to go anywhere. Every yeah. shot is $12 for Jameson. You're like, I can get a bottle for 30 Like, yeah, what is life, dude? What is life? What is life? Like, fuck you. Like, straight up. I went to a bar one time. I ordered three shots of Jameson. It was 30 to $33. Jesus. And I was just like... Yeah, like what? Do I get, like, dude. drugs with this? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> it was $40 for three shots of Jameson. They were $13.33 each. That's I, like, insane. lost my shit. I was like, I'm it's giving you much. your money, but I never... We have- Ever come back? We have five dollar shots every Wednesday at Flash. Yes, for, for Jameson. You know, let's shout out Afshin and Daniel and Alex for like throwing us the five dollar Jameson drink special. Literally that. I want to thank all of them for dealing with me on a daily basis. It saves our life. I know, right? I love them. I I'm a big fan too. You know, I uh, feel the love. Our monthly event over there. We've had that. I think it's the longest running residency. We started up like a week before Cadence, you know? Wait, when did you start? <laughs> when was it? Like, like literally the first year they were open. Okay. I'll send you this video that we did where we went and interviewed them and we took this video of oh, it. That's sick. When they still served food. Yeah. I think it was that long ago. What's it called? I, we started a year. Why, when did I go in there? I went in there before my senior year of college and met Dave and Afshin. So, yeah, a year after. Yeah. yeah. That's when we started. But it's awesome to see, like, I'm still there. Cadence is yeah. still there. You're still there. I mean, it's a real family. I mean, it's a family. I love, like, you know, I love the staff. I love, like, the security, the bartenders, Everybody. the bar backs. Like, I've many a time stayed after, like, on a Wednesday and just, like, you know, chilled out with them. For sure. It's they're a, just awesome. When I want to, like, hang out and go out, like, I go to Flash. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you ever see me drunk in the corner? It's, yeah. It's, like, my me time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not working. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Uh, I just want to be in. The it's corner. a great. It's a really great community, and they also support one Lavessis like so much. So like, s- Alex is always rocking like merch. Totally, know? and I mean, even just from Jump Street, you know, like we organize the graffiti that's in the hallway there. Oh, I didn't even know that. Maz Paz and Monolith and stuff. It's funny, you know, a little. It, backstory to that, I was like, yo, Monolith, like, put a one love heart, like, just subtly somewhere in the mix, but like, don't make it douchey. And then he like put it right in the middle of the. Beetle. It's like the giant yeah, one yeah, up yeah. heart. And I was like totally waiting for Afshin to be like, really, Molly? Hey, really? Molly. But no one ever said anything. So I'm always well, like, if he yeah. listens to this now, he's going to be like, I know. He's going to be like, damn it. I knew I should have said something, something to it. But I mean, they've been, 
so fucking supportive of, you know, we were the first ones to do live music there. We were the first ones to do hip hop there. Um, and they are so supportive of that. Like even nights when we had really big audiences, but the vibe wasn't the right. They've even pulled me aside and said, Hey, I really liked your organic stuff better, even if it's less people. And I'm like, that's, you know, there, there's not a lot of that. Dude, who's going to say that to you? Like, that's Hey, literally like a lot of these, a lot of people are just like numbers. Numbers, numbers, numbers. There's a song by Skepta off of Kanichiwa, his last album with Pharrell. Pharrell produced it, and it's called Numbers, and it's like and the hook is like you know, quit talking numbers. Right. And and he Skepta goes on to talk about it. it's like you know you're talking all these numbers and then you go all these plays, but like he's not touring. Right. And it's like it's like you like the point he's trying to make is like you can you can talk numbers all you want, but if you're dope, you're dope. Right. And like. I feel like we don't, like, you know, in the promotions world, like, that really doesn't exist. It's all about numbers. It's all about numbers, man. It's all Less n- about vibe. And that's why I really, really love, you know, and it's like I'll go to movement and, like, run into Afshin in a, like, basement bar in Detroit. Yeah, like, oh, he's down. Let's get drunk, I, dude, I, you know? I saw him at, uh, I saw him, like, two years ago at, like, City Fox. Yeah. Like, uh, Adriatic was playing for eight hours. It was freaking amazing and I was just like backstage and I look over and he's in this like fur coat and I'm like hey, <laughs> what's up dude what's up well and it's good you know it's, it's it's like Antonis too you know what I mean it's people who really love what they do and they love the environment they create because it's the shit they do when they're not you know what I mean working yeah. too and I think that says a lot like yeah. you can only really create quality and environments and vibes like if it's something that you genuinely love yeah like I feel like if Antonis was just in it for the money like he, he wouldn't still you know, he wouldn't still be building like that. You know, same yeah, thing with Afshin. Like, they, they, you know, and they've told me before, like, they grew up going to clubs or there's hip-hop in one room, and and that's kind of how and, well, I came that's up. That's D.C. Too. D.C., like, that's we'd have... multi-level clubs. Straight up. And that's that's one thing, like... Dream love. You know, we tr- we tried to do with love when we took over that spot and we threw some raves. We had, like, drum and bass on the roof, dubstep on the third floor, yeah. house on the second floor. You know, which was such a crazy feat because each floor holds like a thousand fucking yeah, people. I've, yeah. You know, that, but I mean, we killed it. Like, those were days were bananas, you know? I mean, that's the fun. Of, that's the fun part. <laughs> I look back, I'm like, how did we even do that? When we did know? our warehouse with uh, Brodinski, I, um, I guess summer 2016, a year ago, um, we did a warehouse. It was, it was 300 more street. And turning that space into a, like, you know, a place where you could do, like, we went all out. I think I was up for 26 hours. Oh, Jesus But Jaleel, Jaleel Khan of Badass was with me, so it was, like, a ball in time. Yeah, so I we love were just, Jaleel. So they were just, like, you know, just doing it. Like, he was just literally just doing it because it was fun. Like, we were just, like, you know, we're, we're in. I think we had to drive out to, like, Potomac in a U-Haul, like, a big 16-foot U-Haul to grab this, like, 8-foot robot from one of our, this, uh, our, girl who like oh, makes yeah, all yeah, her yeah. art i was there at that party yeah i showed up on my bike late night and like peep peep things out yeah so like we had to go pick that robot up from outskirts of potomac <laughs> and well, then drive this like thing back in like this truck and i'm right. like oh, i have no idea what i'm doing <laughs> and jaleel and i get to get in this thing in and we're just pulling into more street um and then we had to do load out like, right that night at the end, at the end and, and <sighs> like oh my god he's a godsend People don't understand how hard we work in this yeah. industry, man. They like, they don't know. We're there for ten hours before you show up. Or yeah. We're there for ten hours after you leave, man. I think it, it was also like um, Ramadan too. Oh God! So like uh, we were driving back home uh, <laughs> to. I still live in Montgomery County at the time, 
I remember driving back home and it was like like five, five or five thirty, like closing at six, and it was like, yo, we gotta go to McDonald's right yeah, now. Yeah, right now. Like right the now. Sun comes like, what? And like, oh yeah, the sun's about to come out. I need to like get like like my, my my food in. And I was like, yeah, yes, sure. <laughs> yeah. That's what I love about DC. Just like, you know, super international, man. Yeah. Super diverse. Like it's you know, all of our friends come from all over the world. It's a beautiful thing. Man. It is beautiful. It really, really is. And, it, and it's it's a great city to like be young in. It it's very nurturing. You can do like pretty much anything you want. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a small city and it's a really small industry. That's the biggest thing. Yeah. Um so it's always good to remember that when you're out and about. about being a dick. Yeah, <laughs> out and about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Cuz you know, word tra- travels pretty quickly. Word travels fast and I mean, I mean there's some things you can avoid and some things that you can't, you know what I mean? Um f- unfortunately, sometimes you have to like draw the line in the sand and it's yeah. not a popular thing and you know. I mean, that's just being an adult. That's know? just being an adult exactly. But in general, don't I mean, you know, we have our house rules on the door here and the number one rule is don't be a dick. It's like I think that's just like good life rules, you know? Don't be a dick. Yeah. Literally, like, why? Don't be a dick. You know, I've, I, I, you know, work best with people who I can laugh with. Yeah. And I've, like, noticed that as, like, you know, you know, I manage, I have assistants, I manage people, like, you know, and pretty much everyone I work with, uh, if I'm not able to, like, have a good time with you and laugh with you, I probably can't work with you. Yeah. Because it's just, like, you know, what we're doing is, like, pretty is special because of how hard we're working. But mm-hmm. if you can't, like, sit back and just, like, laugh at something, like... For sure. You know, you're taking it way too seriously. For sure. Yeah, I'd like to shout out Chadwick Alexander. He is uh, uh, my right hand. Last summer, we worked so many brutal events, dude. I swear all I did was just sit outside and sweat last summer. That was, like, my number one occupation. We did oh. so many outdoor events, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, Chadwick, man, he'll, you know, work 20 yeah. hours and then be, like, dancing in the parking lot, making us all laugh. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you go home with a smile on your face and hugging each other, even if it was a bad event, even like, no matter what, it's still like, I'm like, like I fucking love you, dude. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like, I really, really value his uh, sense of humor and yeah. his intelligence and his, his, his ability to work hard and want to work hard. And yeah. Yeah, I hear you. It, uh, it makes a big difference. It really, like, uh, my assistant, uh, Rebecca DeCrescenzo, who, you know, started out in New England a year and a half ago. Um, like, literally, like, she's, like, keeps my life in check. Right. But, like, literally, we can just, like, start laughing. Yeah. About, like random stuff like if everything goes to shit we're just like well this is hilarious this is hilarious <laughs> well this well, sucks <laughs> and that's the best way to deal with it because in the, this industry everything is always going to go wrong yeah it's, it's always going to go and wrong it's crazy how like regimented like i was dealing with like hotel issues like i was dealing with hotel issues this week about like a billing or something right and i was i literally sent an email off and i was like how is it like that i've been booking hotels with you that for three years and now billing is a problem right like what are you doing and it's like you know just dealing with that and how you deal with it really speaks a lot of uh, of the person's character for sure yeah for sure whether you step up or you step back it's you know it's a great it's a great judge of character in the music industry you know when you're first with adversity what do you do and you know Yeah, like literally, if you're able to step up and be the person you need to be to make the show go on, like that's one of the most important qualities, and it yeah goes in hand in hand with just life. 
For sure. You can't get too focused on uh, what you thought things were going to be. You just have to deal with things as they are. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and like complaining about it won't fix it. No, exactly. Uh, you know, I say to my staff, I'm like, this is postmortem. Right now we're focused on the game at hand. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, we'll, we'll cover all, we'll talk about this in the next staff meeting, but yeah. right now we got to like put that shit in our pocket and like do what's best for yeah. the next hour. Exactly. You know? And like, you know, as a person who like does shows, like, always, like you said, Stuff is always going wrong. Always. And, you know, I sit back, like, you know, if something messes up, I am ne- I don't get mad with a person. I, I'm like, okay, like, you know, in the future, this is how we can deal with this. However, this is the situation we're in. Let's try and fix this situation. Exactly. And move forward. And I feel like that kind of approach right. is more beneficial than just getting mad at someone and just right. screaming at them. Right. Um, I've worked on plenty of employees that I've helped manage that just – you know, positive encouragement and acknowledgement goes a long way. Right. And I feel like, you know, I played a lot of soccer when I was growing up. A lot, like, I played on, like, three travel teams um, and in uh, high school. And part of the reason, like, part of the reason I believe so much in acknowledgement is because when you belong on a team, you know, you're encouraging each other. Right. And when you encourage each other and being like, oh, good tackle, nice, oh, good pass, good pass, nice goal. You know, it's the little things that go a For long sure. way that set the entire vibe. Even the team, I, I play at, like, McKinley Tech now. McKinley Tech and uh, nice. Cardoza in D.C. on the weekends. Nice. And our team is just, you know, so supportive of each other, you know. Like, you know, it's like, nice, nice. So it's just positive encouragement across the board. And I feel like we just recently won, like, um, the championship of our league. And literally, it's just because we were, like, so supportive of each other, it, like, pushed us to do better right and it's like i want to be the best person i can because you know my team believes in me right and you take that like acumen that you get from you know a team sport and apply it to a business right you're golden yeah yeah and i I think a lot of people don't like give that those credits it's a good analogy i mean i think the hardest thing about being a business owner is like people management yeah you know like you could be a really good producer or write really good music but if you can't manage your team really well yeah and that's something, like, I struggle with constantly because, you know, it's just hard. You it's know? just hard to find. But when you find the right people, it's really important to keep those people around. Well, that's the thing, too. And sometimes it's not always the right people. And so yeah. those things will come up regardless. So yeah. Knowing how to handle all that really matters for yeah. sure. Yeah. And definitely, I like, for me, like, being in the industry for six years, I can't really tell if it's made me, like, cynical or just, like, very, like, real. Like, I'm always, you know... I think the first thing Will Eastman said to me in like 2011 was like, if you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk. Right. And if you don't walk the walk, then don't talk. And I was like, yeah, I never want to say something I don't do. Right. You know what I mean? You know, if, if, and I, and when I look for new people, when I like look for people who have specials, like, like producers too, that I, like, want to build up or, like, DJs, you know, I always look at people who are walking the walk and never promising what they can't deliver. Right. And so, like, when we pick our team, like, you know, I pick my assistants, like, if I see you're, like, working hard and you have potential, then, like, you know, obviously you're getting snapped up. But if some guy is, like, coming, oh, I can do this and this and this for you, okay, then do it. Right. Don't talk about it. Don't talk about it. Just do it. If I had a million dollars for, if I had a dollar for every time somebody came yeah. to me and said what they wanted to do for one love, and then yeah. I never saw them again. Exactly. And, like, <laughs> those people, like, you know, we get emails all the time. I get, like, hit up, like, told all the time we want to do this and this and this. 
you know, we want to do an event with you. And I'm like, all right, email me a proposal. Dead. Dead. And um, because of that, like, you know, it takes time for me to, like, trust people. Yeah. Like, just because it's like, once I see you doing it, then I'm like, okay, this guy's for real or this girl's for real now. Right. Um, But definitely having that, like, as a barrier is a very important skill so you don't get taken advantage of. For sure, because you can find yourself in, in bad, bad situations, situations all the way around. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's really good. Uh, I like that perspective for sure. Yeah. Um, I grew up playing a lot of sports myself and on nice. a lot of teams, and I was, like, most spirited. Yeah, it might be shocking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's talk. Uh, let's talk and wrap things up. I want to talk about the party, the date of the album or the the label release. Okay, so um, June set. All right, so this was Monday, so I guess yeah. two days before is the party on June seventeenth. Gotcha. The official, the first release uh, is available exclusively on Beatport on Monday. Word. It's called Bus It. It's a track I did with a uh, raga sample. Nice. I'm from Jamaica, so like... What? I didn't yeah, know that about I'm, you. I'm, I'm Jamaican and Trinidadian, so I'm like soca and reggae. What? I had no idea. Yeah, I never really thought about it's crazy where where I you can, are from or what I, you are, I, but... I, I literally just turn my accent on sometimes, like when I go back home. So jealous. I, yeah, I, I always I, wanted to have a, like, island accent. Yeah, my grandparents live in Kingston. In Kingston 10 in Manor Park. I actually went and lived there for three months after college. Right on. That's just, good. You know, just to Experience. spend time that, sure. with them. And um, and uh, we also have a uh, apartment in Trinidad that my grandfather bought in the 70s for like 20 grand. That's crazy. And it's like, so it's in Glencoe, which is right outside Port of Spain, which is the capital of Trinidad. Word. But the culture of that has definitely like affected me. And I, I give Diplo so much credit for this, but like, He's the only dude who puts Soka on, and he's been putting Soka on from 2009. And for people that don't know, Soka is um, a musical genre that's about, like, 150 BPM exclusively only to Trinidad. Right. And everyone from kids to grandparents listens to it. Right. It's crazy. It's insane. I went and saw Marshall Montano, who did uh, he did a track with uh, Major Lazer um, on their last album, two albums ago, Free the Universe. But I went and saw him and Sean Paul. Like mm. back in 2008, and Marshall Montano had more people than Sean Paul there. Right, and it's and it's you know people from young and old. Like my grandfather knows the words. Like my mom like gave me his CD. Right, and it's and it, it, anyway that like whole thing affected me. And I sampled uh some some reggae samples and put it in there and made a track out of it. And I sat on it for like six or seven months. And then I I played it out at U-Haul and I was like, wait, this is dope. Like why am I put this out? (laughs) And so I was like, let me just do this as the first release. Right. Just set the tone. Nice. And then, um, and that's coming out on Monday, Monday, exclusively on Beatport. Nice. And then, uh, July 1st, uh, we, we did a, the track with, uh, Born Eye Music and Kids Want Techno called 10 Gold, 10 Gold Chains is coming out. Exclusively on Beatport 2. Nice. And then um, August is, uh, we're going to do an EP from Ronzel, the guy who just I talked about earlier. Nice. And then uh, I did a track with this girl, uh, Theory, from Baltimore. Nice. Who uh, our friend, like, Kate Ross is managing. And that was such a beautiful session. Like, uh, Kate picked me up from my house and we drove up to Baltimore and like I, I didn't really know anything about this girl like Kate was like she's so dope like just you know go and like do a track with her immediately I was like laying down a drum loop like whatever and she was already singing the chorus and I was like alright I know this is gonna be like right. fire 
and like we did the track in one day. That's awesome. And it was and it was great. We're getting a remix package on that. Um, but pretty much, yeah, you can expect um, a release every first of the month um, on Ghetto Ghetto Records, and we're gonna it's gonna be Beatport exclusive for two weeks, and then it goes to Spotify, iTunes, and everywhere else. Right. Well, we'll definitely throw some support and yeah, push that out. Thank you. Absolutely. Man. Yeah. Um. Definitely gonna be like some label parties in a city near you. Right on. Right um, on. Yeah, just getting the homies involved and, you know, just, like, pushing, you know? And what is the uh, website that people can check out? So right now, like, I only have a Facebook page and Instagram. I'm trying to keep it really, okay, you know, standard. Okay. So SoundCloud, everything is Ghetto Ghetto record Records. It's just spelled like it's... Ghetto Ghetto, Ghetto Ghetto Lowercase Records. Gotcha. So any medium you do, that, that'll get you there. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, well, you heard it here, folks. Make sure you show some love. To a DC record label, you know, at one time we used to have a lot more, uh, and uh, they 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 went away. I'm not sure why. Uh, I'm trying to bring it back, what was it? One four three two R. That's right. One four three two R. They're killing it. Who else? Is Sticky Fingers does some stuff. Sticky Fingers. That's right. Yeah, I'm definitely trying. Oh, Silence of Metropolis. Shia Blah. Yo, yeah. Silence of Metropolis is. A- Super dope record label. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, uh, it's uh, Functamentalist, right? And uh, some other guys release on it too. Yes. Um, but I definitely like one of the major goals. Like uh, when I saw the 2017 uh, Washington City paper, like electronic music picks. Um, I was blessed enough to be mentioned twice as a producer and a party thrower. Nice. But I definitely one of my goals for 2017 is to be. Record producer, party thrower, and um, label. Nice. So that's a goal. Nice. Short sighted goal, but something I, mean, I hey, just man. want a bucket, a bucket list. I feel like, you know, city paper is the first step in it. Exactly. Yeah, but, you, know. you know, just own your city, then, you know, once you own your city, the world, you know, your oyster. That's right. Well, and you know, if there's one thing I've realized about DC, uh, we love our hometown heroes, man. Yeah. We like to be able to say, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, exactly. I, I went to his parties. or Yeah, yeah he's exactly. one of us. He's, you you know? know, and just being out and being a real person. A real person. And not being above everyone is just, it goes so far. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Shout out to Risa Renee and Pinky Killicorn and Just Paul, all local artists who yeah. are extremely also, like shy glizzy too shy glizzy, shy, comes, glizzy. shy glizzy comes out like Bo i see out yeah Bo was just here the other yeah. day i've been i've been following Bo for a minute because he went to he went to my friend he went to st albans yeah 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 he grew up yeah. in northeast for yeah. sure yeah, yeah he came and did a uh, factory floor session with us last yeah, weekend he's killing it like what's his new project oh my god what is it it's a uh, young Futura. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he's, he's dope, man. And he, yeah. we did a uh, podcast. You should check it out. Last week, uh, chopping it up with him, and I mean, yeah. it was definitely like the most fire interview I've ever he's, done. He's long overdue to blow up. Like he, he's been pretty consistent since two thousand eight. Yeah, want to say. Yeah, so, he's or, a smart brother, man. Yeah, he's man. A real Saint smart. Saint Albans ain't a dumb school. Like Saint Albans is a good school. Yeah, I mean he's he's next level intelligent and like yeah. definitely really grounded and very like focused and positive and yeah. Um, it's definitely an honor. Definitely, I I I love I love watching him like grow and you know I love Shy Lizzie too. Yeah, I love what Blaze is doing. Pretty much all DC artists, I always like have an eye out for it and I love like following like. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. So it's nice to see, like, 
<clears throat> like Gold Link and people shouting Hell out, yeah. you know, and uh, people like you creating that platform. Yeah, so, um, word. Well, on that note, we will we will wrap it up. Thank you very much for thank, coming in. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we gotta we gotta find a way to do more of these things. Yeah, you know, it's a lot dope. of it's nice in this room. It's a little bubble away from the world. You know, there's a burger on the wall. There's a burger. That's a microphone. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You've been hanging out with Zach too much. You gotta. That's literally when I walked in here. I was like, "Is that a burger on top of like a platform?" I burger like, vision. Zach have like that is so funny. Yeah. Zach has like entered your mainframe, dude. Everything I, looks I, like a burger. I now. was I was trying to convince Zach to let me do his branding for. Uh, Zach Hester and I was like, "Dog, I will literally brand you around McDonald's. Like your your remixes will be like the dollar menu special and everything." Oh <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Zach Zach Esser's McFlurry edit." Right. I was like, "Yo, please Dude. let me do that." He wasn't down though. I love Zach. <laughs> Actually, in the staff meeting the other day, we were talking about chopping it up, and he was like, "Oh, you should hit up Julian because he just did the label." And I was like, "What? I had no idea." So I hit you up immediately. Oh yeah. Well, shout out Zach. Yeah, no, he's hella supportive, great dude, really yeah. talented, and oh, yeah. uh, he's a nice uh, breath of fresh air in this uh, this serious ass city. You know what I mean? Uh, and I love how he he's really gotten around. I'm like, wait, you're hanging out with my friends at the rave, and like, you know, you feel like infiltrated all the camps. You yeah, know? literally, he's just winding it. Uh huh. And uh, and that's good, man. It's smart. He's 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 a, yeah. he's a smart guy, man. He's a good guy. Definitely uh, yeah. on point with his music and his branding. So it's good. I was happy to see that you guys are all yeah, yeah connecting yeah. and stuff, Definitely. you know, for sure. Uh, especially you and Julio. Yeah, I love Julio. He's yeah. one of my best friends. I love him. Julio's awesome, yeah. man. I mean, there's a lot of unsung heroes in the DC uh, music scene. Yeah, you know, a lot of the cats that work at badass raves who work, you know, seventy hour fucking yeah. days. Chad's and shit. a monster, man. Dude, he really is. And then his whole staff, Nicole Toss. I mean, so many. So many people, Michael Hogan. I mean, there's just so many people yeah, that work so, so hard. Jesse Love, you know, that's just one company. That's never mind. Like yeah. all the other organizations in DC, um, you know, and groups yeah. of people. I just want to shout out, I guess, like Ollie from our production team, who's our production manager. Nice. He worked like 70 hours for Dreamscape or something like that in like three days, just crushing our stage. Yeah. It's like. I got there and he had it all. I was like, "Dog, you're like amazing right now." Dude, did like a whole like changeover, the autograph changeover, like with like another friend, just two of them. And I was like, "Dude, you're amazing." Yeah, He's super on point, reliable. Then Rebecca, um, DeCrescenzo, Amanda from our team, were um back of the house, man. Yeah, literally, like um, don't know what I'd do without <laughs> without those guys, those 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 compadres. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. It takes a village, you know. Uh, yeah. You know, a lot of times people want to congratulate me and, and give me compliments, and I'm like, nah, man. Nah. Like, it's not like I'm, I haven't done anything yet, uh, you know, of any real note. Yeah. And, uh, and it, it's not me. I mean, I'm, I'm even like physically limited. I can't, I got a bunk neck and shit. I can't even pick anything heavy up. So, I mean, it's literally yeah. none of this would be even remotely possible yeah, if it wasn't for all the other people in my life. Structure. Uh, that are here for me physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, uh, yeah. all of professionally, all yeah. of those things. So, yeah. So, word. So, yeah. So, shout out to uh, DC's uh, awesome, creative, yeah, and uh, creative. warm and home like environment. And uh, shout out to people. You know, I, I always appreciate people in the industry. Uh, I think DC has a little different thing. It's just like, I feel like a lot of us are friends, you know, yeah. or like friendly. And I think that's really awesome. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's. 
I think that's really fucking awesome, especially when DC, you know, is the crabs in the barrel mentality. And oh, like, yeah. do you remember I just, that track? I just don't think that exists anymore. I feel like the people who are leading are leading by a great example. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I feel, you know, very fortunate to be able to, you know, call Flash and borrow a CDJ yeah, or, exactly. or hit up Matt and or ask him a question. Or like, just, we go out, like, I'll go out with Clayson's and Nathan all the time. I took Nathan, um, I was, I'm actually working at the DC Chamber nice. of Commerce, just, you know, doing graphic with, designing. With Vincent Orange? Yeah, literally. VO. That, that is my boss. Yeah. <laughs> he is my boss. Um, but I took Nathan to, like, a dinner um, with, the, oh, with a whole bunch of different dignitaries. And I was just like, yeah, being able to chop it up with, like, those different people in different yeah. worlds, it's, it's beautiful. It's super cool. Yeah, Nathan's a smart uh, kid. He's not a kid anymore. It's crazy. He's 27. 28, I think. Didn't he? Was, you know... Matt and Nate used to work with me years yeah, ago. Yeah, years ago. And they were like babies, and you know they're posting. Yeah, I just turned twenty eight, and I'm like, oh fuck, that makes me like really old because I remember when you guys were babies. You know what oh I mean? God. It's crazy how. Where did I meet you? Time flies. Well, I think just do Flash, right? No, it was before that. It was definitely before that. It was before twenty twelve. It was, yeah. It was before that. I don't. Power show I don't know. Probably at like U Haul somewhere. Probably, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I love how like, you know, even if there's differences here and there, I think for the most part DC is like solid in its industry. Like yeah. we look out for each other. Exactly. We you know, we like help each other out when we can. We're exactly. friends. You know. We keep it real. And I think that's really awesome cuz I I don't I can't say for other cities, but I I suspect it's not quite the same environment, you know, in New York and Miami, you know. Uh I feel like especially, you know, yeah, ranging Miami is. so many different genres of people and stuff yeah. too and we're still all like, yeah, you know, you know, you'll see us all out at Service Plus. Yeah, exactly. So, I know. I need. I, you know, I've only been by there once, which is crazy because my office is it's Literally right there. It's like two blocks yeah. away. I need to start it's coming down there, and getting Shout drunk. Out Chad, Dude, yeah, Chad is definitely killing it. You yeah. know, hardworking dude, man. Yeah, man. He loves his bar. And that's you know that's the cool cool thing about this city too is like you know a lot of people always say like how do you know so many people I'm like man I'm just old and I've been here you yeah know? once you like go out for like three or four years you pretty much like know a lot everyone. of people so after 15 years after 20 years yeah, and then you know yeah. next you know you're gonna own venues you're gonna you know 10 years from now yeah. you're gonna be in different positions and then it's uh you know it's you know I think it's one thing that's kind of missing from DC I think some of the older you know the old guard kind of found some success but they didn't really pass it on quite as well as they could have that just generational I it is like a little that. generational <laughs> like so I feel like the entire generation of millennials just like like found success right and like I mean on a grander scale saying I'm not complaining about this but like roles for people till the 30 are very limited right so like communications assistant or whatever for sure yeah you know you know junior consultant and it's like you know those the old guard is still holding on to the top. that and that's an industry-wide it's thing. an industry-wide thing but i think the next the next guard is like doing the exact opposite of that and I'm, yeah. I'm stoked for that you know i feel like the millennial generation is all about communication and transparency mm. yeah so i'm yeah. excited to see that me too. Well, on that note, Julian, thank you for coming in. Yeah, thank you for And uh, I'm excited to hear the new tracks and yeah. come to the party. And, yeah, the party's uh, going to be sick. Yeah. I haven't I haven't hung out in Flash in so long. It's going to be rowdy. We're going to be able to listen to a lot of ASAP Ferg. I'm going to get really drunk. Yeah, it's good. 
Shout out to our future sponsors, Jameson. Oh my God, he I was keep, not kind to me last night. I keep chipping away at Jameson sponsorship in one of these days. Like Shawshank Redemption. God, that's my goal in life to have a party sponsored by Jameson. I know. Well, they've sponsored my first event. Really? They sponsored Bring the Noise, and I, f- and it's funny because. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I finally got my first Jameson. And, like, to this day, like, random people will be like, hey, congratulations on that Jameson It's so hard. Like, it's so hard. It's, yeah, you know, it's like my greatest accomplishment to date is getting Jameson on one of my flyers, like, legitimately. Oh, know? my God, you'll peak. I know. I really feel like I made it. I was like, this is it. This is the pinnacle of my success. Oh, my God. I know. So on that note, we will turn these cameras off and have a shot of Jameson and then get ready to rock this beautiful Thursday. <laughs> In D.C. Wait, is it Friday or Thursday? It's Thursday. It's Thursday. Yeah. Holy hell. So thank you all for listening. Uh, you can find our uh, podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, all those things. You can subscribe to us and tune in every week. Uh, don't forget to check out Julian and his awesome stuff. And we'll catch you next week. Chopping it up.